This week was one for the record books and one of the craziest weeks of NCAA men's gymnastics I've ever seen. Stanford put in its lowest score of the season and dropped from first place to fourth. Oklahoma had a record-breaking crowd. Illinois upset the Michigan Wolverines. Paul Judah had a no-good, very bad week. And we explain why Air Force and Nebraska have dropped from the rankings. For those new here, I'm Kinsley, the host of Neutral Deductions, a podcast all about men's gymnastics. And here's everything that happened in week five of the NCAA season. This is the Neutral Deductions Podcast, men's gymnastic news, coverage, and analysis. Hosted by Kinsley Beal. We have to start with Illinois' takedown of the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan's highs were high, but their lows were very low, and they opened the door for the home team to take another win. According to Men's Gymnastics Rambling, a new Men's Gymnastics website, Illinois overcame a 7-point difficulty gap to win by 3.45 points. This is a huge testimony to their consistency. In the past 10 years, only three teams have won the NCAA title, Michigan, Oklahoma, and Stanford. And Illinois just took down Oklahoma last week and Michigan this week. If this is not a state that they are here not only to improve upon their third place finish last year, but that they are also seriously looking for that national title. I don't know what is. Head coach Daniel Ribeiro said, I knew going into this meet, we needed some major improvements to take down Michigan. We focused on consistency and sticks last week, and the boys showed up today. Last week, we went 23 for 30 on sticks. This week, we improved to 29 of 30. The guys focused on their control today. They followed the plan laid out for them, and they came out on top. This is another massive victory for us and I am beaming with pride. Their three event titles all came in the first half of the meet. Connor McCool won floor, Brandon Dang won pommel horse by almost a point, and reigning national champ Ashton Anaya took the win over Michigan's Javier Alfonso by a tenth. Brandon Dang's 15.2 is the highest score in the nation, though his three-score average has him in third. Dang's difficulty is tied for the highest in the NCAA this year, and he will be a favorite for the NCAA title. While Michigan has the highest D score of the meet, they were unable to capitalize on that advantage from the beginning. With two falls on floor from the Wolverines, Illinois was able to start the meet in the lead and they kept the lead through all six rotations. While it will be a tough loss for the Wolverines, they are very much still in the national title fight. They were nowhere near full strength, and in an article from the Michigan Daily, Madison Oshenkloss detailed the struggles graduate student Paul Judah has faced. Quote, graduate student Paul Judah had a very bad week. Why did Judah have a bad week? Well, he got the flu, got in a car crash, and was in the emergency room at 3.30 a.m. on Saturday morning with a kidney stone. And while he battled through and performed exceptionally, the ups and downs of the performance from the week for number four Michigan men's gymnastics didn't improve his week. So Paul Judah added a little bit more clarity about the situation, and he said, as for the kidney stone the day prior to the event, I let only the coaches know my circumstance as it was happening. They urged me to make the best decision for myself, no pressure on their side at all, but this team means too much to me to not compete with every ounce that I have. He said it definitely was a funny interaction with the absolutely amazing emergency room staff at the University of Michigan Hospital when I let them know that I needed to be out of there in the next few hours in order to get onto a bus and go compete at a gymnastics meet. Despite Judah having a bad week, the 2022 NCAA All-Around Champion competed all six events, and for the first time since taking that title, he won the All-Around in the dual meet with an 82.800. Judah also took the vault title, and his world teammate Fred Richard took home titles on parallel bars and high bar. Richard's 14.9 leads the nation on high bar. Overall, this is the first loss of the season for Michigan. With this loss, only Stanford remains undefeated. The Wolverines will face Nebraska at home this coming weekend, and Illinois will take on Simpson at the McCulloch Invitational. Neutral Deductions is your exclusive gymnastics news platform focused entirely on men's gymnastics. 
To show your support, please subscribe to Neutral Deductions YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram. Moving on to OU versus Ohio State and Arizona State, Oklahoma continues their impressive streak of home wins and now sits as the number one team in the nation. In front of a record-breaking crowd of 2,111 fans, a baby kangaroo, and several snakes, the Sooners beat Ohio State and Arizona State at home. Of their win, head coach Mark Williams said, I am pleased with the bounce back from last weekend. Our parallel bars team was awesome. They did a really great job. It certainly looks like we got back on track here. We were maybe a little slow getting started at the beginning, but the last half of the meet, we had great energy in the building and the guys had a really great performance. I was really happy with the job that they did today. We still haven't hit our full stride yet, but I'm pretty happy with the overall performance. Colin Flores took the all-around title with an 80.3 and one parallel bars. Emery Dodonley continues his consistency on floor and picked up yet another title there. Ignacio Yockers won pommel horse and Adriel Perales Valencia won still rings. And Max Brenzev tied Ohio State Zack Snyder on vault. Ohio State took second with a season high of 400.600. They became the seventh team to break the 400 barrier. In addition to their season high as a team, they also set a new season high on vault with a 72.7, which is the third highest vault total behind Illinois and Nebraska. In addition to Snyder's win on vault, Caden Spencer took the top spot on high bar. Head coach Rustam Sharipov said, We had a few season highs, which were the highlights, but we are still missing a lot from our full potential. We'll get back to the gym to grind away before we are on the road next weekend at Penn State. Gymnastics always offers a few moments of comedy, and this time the high bar broke at the meet, and both Ohio State and Oklahoma coaches had to use pieces of whiteboard to fix the high bar. Next week, OU will face Cal at home, and Ohio State will travel to take on Big Ten rival Penn State. Before moving on to Navy versus Army, I want to take a moment to talk about why OU consistently has the highest attendances at their meet. I'm talking in the thousands when most teams can barely scrape together a few hundred fans. It's because they are out there in their community. Their athletes are volunteering at an elementary school every week. Their athletes are visiting sorority houses, serenading them and bringing them flowers. All of this, it makes a difference. And if you think otherwise, you're dead wrong. When Jordan Weber got to Arkansas, she went around visiting sorority houses and personally called donors. The personal interaction is critical to growth. Almost every women's team understands the work that is required to get people into the stands and build the relationships with them. And in my experience, most MAG coaches and athletes are unwilling to go the extra mile. But there is a general lack of understanding of how much work is required to actually build and sustain an audience. If NCAA men's gymnastics programs want to save their sport, they have to be willing to do the work to be in the community. Go to the sorority and fraternity houses, visit elementary schools, give tickets to local gyms and offer free clinics. Personally invite people who are in your classes. Go to the music school and support their performances and invite them to your competitions. This is how you make a difference. Moving on to Navy versus Army, it's always an exciting meet when Navy and Army go head-to-head, -head, but this time the drama started early. According to Navy Gymnastics, the drama of Army-Navy got keyed up early when the 2023 NCAA All-Around All-American Isaiah Drake was scratched from the starting lineup on multiple events as he suffered an injury on Friday during practice and was unable to heal up in time for Saturday's meet. Drake is Navy's leading scorer on rings, vault, and parallel bars, and with him out of the lineup, many younger athletes came into play. 
The meet was dramatic as the midshipmen held a strong lead throughout the first four events, but a strong performance from Army on parallel bars pulled the Black Knights closer into contention. In their own house, Navy remained confident, pulling a dominant 7.3 victory on high bar, totaling a 12.6 point victory over their closest rival. Head coach Kip Simon said, Today really showed the blue collar grit of this program. Today was a complete team effort from top to bottom. We fought for our team, our program, our alumni, our institution, and our fans. We got great energy from our fans who packed Halsey Fieldhouse this afternoon. We hit some roadblocks early in the day, but this group just found a way. We clawed, scratched, did whatever we needed to get this win. It was a gritty performance. In the end, Navy took four of the event titles outright. Sam Bertagunta continued his floor titles. Riley Rose took still rings. Kayla Piggy took high bar. And Matthew Petros took parallel bars. Petros also tied Army's Jonathan Pink for the vault title. And Maddox Pablon of Army won pommel horse outright. The midshipmen and the Black Knights will meet again this coming weekend against Air Force in the All-Academy Championship. Neutral Deductions recently launched this year and is entirely funded by listener contributions. If you'd like to support the show and help promote men's gymnastics, kindly consider making a donation through the PayPal link provided in the show notes. All donations are greatly appreciated. Thank you. Nebraska finally had their home opener in the first week of February. They hosted Penn State in the Big Ten matchup where the Huskers won the meet by about two and a half points. In the head-to-head format, both teams started on floor. Nebraska's first gymnast, Toby Ling, and Penn State's final gymnast, Michael Artlip, tied with a 14.0 and the top score of the meet. Nebraska had the highest score on floor, pommel horse, and still rings and vault, but a less than ideal performance on parallel bars. They then rallied as a team to finish the day strong with five of the six best team events as a team. In addition to Ling's title on floor, Alex Nintendo Tashi took vault with a 14.85, Zach Tiederman won high bar with a very competitive 14.45, and Sam Phillips had a much better all-around than the season opener. He won the title with an 80.050. Penn State was not happy with their performance overall. Head coach Randy Jepson said, disappointing performance today. We were primed and ready to make some decent improvements, but that didn't show today. We let it get away from us with Nebraska, so we'll have to sharpen up to be more competitive in the Big Ten. Hopefully our guys are up for the challenge. Despite the disappointing performance, as a whole, there were some individual highlights. Penn State took the majority of the individual titles. As I mentioned earlier, Artlip won four. Michael Giroux took the pommel horse title and made his season debut on vault after battling some injuries. Luke Esparo posted a career-high 14.0 on still rings, and Josh Carnes won parallel bars. In fact, Penn State swept the entire parallel bar title with Matt Cormier taking second and Ian Roybal taking third. Nebraska will travel to Michigan for a Big Ten rivalry, and Penn State will host Ohio State this coming weekend. Moving on to Simpson versus Greenville, both Greenville and Simpson posted program records this week as Greenville bested Simpson in a dual meet. Greenville continues to impress as they edge closer and closer to that coveted 400 mark. For comparative purposes, their 392.950 was even better than reigning national champ Stanford score this week. In addition to the team win, Greenville also took five of the six event titles. Zach Connolly continues to impress with another first place on floor, and Greenville took the top five places on the event. Jacob Foster took first on pommel horse, and Landon Bennis took second. Bo Bice won vault, and a fun fact is that he is the first mag gymnast from Arkansas to ever win an event title. And Donovan Davini took the top scores on parallel bars and high bar. Just because Greenville took the win doesn't mean Simpson didn't also have a record-breaking performance. Against Greenville, Simpson improved their highest ever team's score by nearly 10 points and also set a new program record on three events. Simpson's lone event win came from Brian Rollison, who won his first ever 
title on still rings. Milo Staley also won the all-around title with a career-high 73.650. Coach Colin Payne said, This was the performance I've been waiting for. The team had a real presence on floor and owned their gymnastics. I couldn't be more proud of what this team did today, and there's still more room for them to grow this season, too. Simpson will face Illinois in a dual meet this Friday against Illinois at the McCulloch Invitational in Sarasota, Florida. Finally, Stanford versus Cal. Stanford had a very, very off week and barely beat California, whom they have beaten handily in their previous two meets. A lot of people are very concerned, but I don't think there's a reason to be. Yet. Stanford has done this at least once for the last several years. There's usually one meet where they rest their top guys and try some new talent, and they usually get a much lower score. This time, they rested Asher Hong, Koi Young, and Colt Walker, and four freshmen had the opportunity to have collegiate debuts. What I would say is that this meet maybe reveals that Stanford doesn't have as much cultivated depth as they have had in previous years. With their top guys, they are still one of the top teams, but if one of them has an off day, there's definitely room for them to be beaten. While Stanford did pull out the win, the road to that win wasn't easy or straightforward. Stanford led the first three rotations but had a disaster on vault. Their first vaulter, Kyan, ended up messing up his steps and instead of his intended vault, he just did a tucked front handspring. Brendan Wynn fell and just a combination of other less than their normal execution led them to be about about seven points down on their vault average. Still, after their vault, they barely held the lead over Cal. Then they went to parallel bars, and Stanford ending up having to count an 11 from J.R. Chow, someone who is usually very strong on parallel bars, and Cal ended up taking the lead by a tenth and a half going into the final rotation. As you know by now, Stanford came back on high bar and won by a point. Stanford also took the all-around title and four event titles. Cal's Jasper Smith-Gordon took the vault title, and Theodore Roald Gatterud took the high bar title. While Cal will certainly have missed this opportunity to take down the reigning national champs, this will hopefully provide motivation for the rest of the season. Normally, when a team has an off week, you expect them to bounce back, but I'm not expecting that from Stanford, and here's why. Next week, they will split their team again, and some will compete as Team USA, some will compete as Stanford, and they will also be competing against Jim Axe Bay Area Bandits. In the past several years, they have only fielded partial lineups for this meet, so if you see a score in the 200s, all is normal. After that week is Winter Cup, and then they have a quad meet against Cal, Nebraska, and Air Force. Now, if at that meet we don't see a score in the 410s plus, then there might be cause for concern. Speaking of Nebraska and Air Force, there have been some questions as to why Air Force and Nebraska have dropped out of the rankings. The NCAA rules state that from January 29th to February 25th, the average of the three highest scores, regardless of competition location, is how the rankings are determined. To date, both Air Force and Nebraska have only competed twice. Next weekend, Air Force will compete at the All-Academy Championships and Nebraska will take on Michigan. Both should have enough scores to get back in the rankings. Before we move on to a little bit of business, we've gotten another five-star review. This one is from Skater422, who said, amazing coverage. Kinsley does an amazing job of covering men's gymnastics. From NCAA to Elite, she has you covered. One of the best resources for staying on top of everything men's gymnastics. So if you would, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. It really helps us. If you're listening on YouTube, please like and subscribe. We are almost to that 1,000 mark. It really helps others find neutral deductions and learn more about men's gymnastics. If you would like to help bring more live men's gymnastics coverage, please consider donating. We are entirely listener supported at this point and even $10 helps us cover a meal. 
We have received $1,120 in donations thus far, which have covered the flight to Beach Blast, the drive to Colorado Springs, um, some housing, and the flight to Winter Cup, and part of our hotel at Winter Cup, which is really exciting. We're looking for about another $400 or so to help us get us through Winter Cup. So if you are able and willing to help bring this coverage to life, the PayPal link is in every show note and at the bottom of every article on neutraldeductions.com. You can donate via PayPal or Stripe. Some people have had a few questions about the Stripe link because it shows up as Musicians Health Lab Incorporated, which is the technical name of my business. However, the trade name is Neutral Deductions. So if you have any questions, comments, or insider tips, you can email Kinsley at neutraldeductions at gmail.com. That's all for this week. We'll see you next time.